Amen. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. It's a blessed day. And uh, it's good to see all y'all doing what we're supposed to be doing. Someone asked me how long will we be wearing masks? And I said, probably till they find a cure. <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it as long as uh, we have to do it, right? And you can look around. There's plenty of room. If you want to set back further, you can set back further. One of our members, Brother Devin, I liked, I appreciate him. He was, he called me, said, Pastor, you know, I was in Texas uh, a week ago. Uh, when should I come to church? I said, another week, bro. Yeah, just him thinking that because we're going to take care of each other in here. Did you all know, they, they give you all the bad news on TV. There was a team, I don't know, a soccer team, one team, there were 18 players and they were practicing and one of the kids got the virus. None of the other 17 got it because the rest of them, were, everybody was wearing masks. You see, that is the key. It's the key yeah, to do that. So we're going to do what we're, and then uh, flu season comes along. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about today is, I want to make it straight. There are things that we have responsibilities to do ourselves. Okay? And I'm always hearing God this, God this, God this. Here's the question, and I'll try to put it, because this is the family time, but put it like this. You can all have the last name, okay? But that doesn't make you a family. You can all have the last name, but that doesn't make you a family. There's more to being a family than living in the same household. There's more to being a family than being husbands, wives, and brothers and sisters in a household. You see what I'm saying? You see, the Satan's got families. All right? You are not a family unless you have a relationship with each other. If you don't have a relationship with each other, you're not really a spiritual family. You see, now I'm going to use mine because I know about mine. Isaac is 48 years old or something like here. 40 something. 49, you get no boy. He's 49, he's 49 years old. And his sister is four years younger. They call each other have, almost every day. They talk, yes, to this day, they call each other. You see, and, and, and that's his little sister. She got a great husband, but that's his little sister. Isaac is the, the, the plumber, the janitor, uh, the remodeler. She needs something done. She calls her brother like she always had. And uh, when she is sick and going through something, I'm talking to this day, she calls her daddy. Yes, that's a fact. Sister Gwyn to tell you, she'll always call dad. You know, that's a family. They were raised to be a family, right? And a family has to have a relationship with each other. You see, you understand what I'm saying? And as I said earlier in the other uh, service, you can be married and not be in a relationship. I'm gonna say it again. You can be married and not be in a relationship. People fall apart because they don't have relationships. Families fall apart because they don't have a relationship. 
You see, there's no way in the world, in the old days, you see, I don't know how to do it now, like the, there was mom and dad and then the oldest child. Now, yes, that's how it was. And me being the oldest child, I can tell you how that was. So we would stand, the oldest child would step in the slot when mom and dad wasn't around. And they were expected to be honored the rules of the house, just like mom and dad was there. That's a family. If you, 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 that's the type of love that we need to have. God has given us some beautiful families in this church. I mean, beautiful people in this church. But the question is, I want to ask you all today, are you a family? You see, am I brother's keeper? You ought to be. Am I sister's keeper? You ought to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, I, and, there's, uh, and like I said, it's like marriage. There's nothing to come between a marriage, period. It's, that's forsaking all others, that's what you said. Sickness and death, rich and poor, that's what you said, right? You see, do, when we make that commitment, are we really committed to that? That's a relationship, all right? because anything else other than those promises and commitments won't stand. If I have the love, I've said this many times and a lot of people didn't get it. Look at me very closely when I say this. The more I fell in love with Christ, the more beautiful Gwen got. Ask me why. Because I looked at her through the eyes of Christ. You see? Friends the same way. And people, I hate this, people say, well, I just don't like being around people, I don't have any friends. Sister Landon, that's about the craziest thing I ever heard of. One billions of people on the face of this earth and ain't nobody your friend. Then the Bible says, he who is friendly will have friends. That quote, all right? So what I'm trying to get us to understand is the whole Bible is, to, is built about relationships. If you can't get the word relationship in your marriage, in your family, then it's gonna fall apart. That's what it's about. Because relationships has respect and honor in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so Satan tries to do everything he possibly can to tear up relationships. Family and families and friendships and all, and all those kind of churches. That's what he tries to do. So there's certain things that we need to be aware of so that we can be the people that we're supposed to be and be a greater representative of family. Am I doing all right? Mm -hmm. And the challenge is not how much you love your wife, your husband, your kids. The challenge is this, you love God. Now there's some single folks in here and some young folks in here. Let me tell you how you look at it. If you go out on a date, the first thing most people ask, where do you work, where do you go to school? You need to ask that person, do you love God? Because a person that loves God loves themselves and then they can love you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, because uh, we want, even in here, there's some, as a church family now, as a church family, we need to respect and love and honor other folks. Now, in your personal life now, if your personal life's not together, you can't get your spiritual life together. Are you with me? All right. And we got a lot of people work in here. 
All right, and because uh, we got Ford people, and of course, there's a lot of G GM people, Ford people, other people who worked in other areas. Y'all know what assembly line is? Assembly line is you do your part, you do your part, you do your part, you do your part, you do your part. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if this person doesn't do their part, then it's going to mess up the rest of it. As a family. If somebody in the family link doesn't do their part, it's going to mess up, they can mess up the whole family. All right? Let's go because y'all ain't giving me what I want. Two people can be married. If both people ain't on the same spiritual plane, it's going to fall apart. It's called unequally yoked in the Bible. So what, I have to get myself together as an individual. All right, so there are things that I'm held accountable for that God is telling me I need to do. Hebrews 12 and 1 is one of my favorite scriptures. And we're going to start with that. And this is coming from The Voice. So since we stand surrounded by all those who have gone before, an enormous cloud of witnesses. So there, there it says gone before. Now, I'm going to do it two ways, pure faith. That could be those in heaven he could be talking about or those that are saved. There are people looking at how you live your life. Your life ought to be a witness. Ask me what is your greatest power you have. Say what, Pastor? What, Pastor? Your testimony. Your testimony, it makes you a, it makes you a witness. There are people looking at us. There are people listening to us. So we witness to them by our testimony. All right, here we go. Let us drop every extra weight. Now we need to get some weight off. You see, we need to get some weight off. We need to work out and get some weight off. Slim down, trim down. We're talking spiritually here. And we need to get everything. Everybody needs to wake up. And hear what I'm saying here. You need to get away from some of this extra weight. Uh -huh. and, 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 and it goes on to say, because some of this extra weight that we cause it, he says, in every sin that clings to us, okay, we need to get some of that off. Uh -huh. That's right. You can't run the Christian race carrying a bunch of trash with you. So you need to get away, get away from that. I call that spiritual fat. Uh -huh. Say spiritual fat. Spiritual fat. All right, spiritual fat. You need to get away from that. That's, that's not the good fat. There's a good fat and a bad fat. Y'all know that by eating food. But some of that is causing you to slow you down. Mm -hmm. that's right. Okay? Yeah. Or as it says, slackens your pace. It slackens your pace. Mm -hmm. Anger slackens your pace. Mm -hmm. Hate slackens your pace. Mm -hmm. uh, disobedience slackens your pace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, dis uh, dishonoring people slackens your pace. Cursing slackens your pace. We'll talk about that. Whatever is slacking your pace that's causing you not to run the Christian race, you need to get rid of some of that. That's right. You know, there's a scripture in, the, uh, uh, in there where it says, it tells men, they all look at me, men. It says, be careful how you treat your wife or to hinder your prayers. That, that scripture, that ain't me talking. That's, that's in there. Uh, it probably means both ways. All right? I don't want anything to slow my spiritual pace down. I want to grow and become mature to be an elite Christian man that God would have me to be. Yes, amen. You never start a race to lose. That's right. You see, you start a race to win. Amen. And we in this Christian race and we want to be winners as husbands, fathers, mothers, husbands, wives, mm -hmm. mothers, fathers, right. brothers, sisters. All right. 
We are told to run with endurance the long race set before us. And we're told to run with endurance the long race is set before us. And it's a long race. Life ain't no sprint. Life's a long race, but we're, we're supposed to endure. Listen, you know what that means? When other people get off, get out of the race or drop out of the race, okay, they don't have what we have. We don't drop out of the race because situations and circumstances come up into our life in a way that we think we can't handle it. We don't fall apart. We keep working. We keep working and we're going to work and work and work because we're going to work. Relationships in here. I'm talking families in here now. Families in here. You got to work off some things. If you want that thing to last for a long time, you got to do the work. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, and I use this all the time, 50 years here in, in August, 22nd of August, Sister Gwen, 50 years. We can't stop. The number one divorce right now is called the silver divorce. You all probably don't know that. That's people in, that's been married 20 and 30 years. All right? Because you got to keep working. You got to keep working at this thing. You see, God ain't got to come down from heaven to tell you to do the right thing. You know what's right. All right, here we go. You, am I doing all right? Yes, now we turn to Luke 9, verse 62. First from the voice. Now, one of the things that hinders people from growing is their past. Is their past. You see, uh, their past. Can y'all know, remember the little rascals? Alpha Alpha? I can't think of his little girlfriend's name now. Who? Y'all know, now if I'd asked you a biblical question, you wouldn't know it. But you know who Alfalfa is married to. You see what I'm talking And they broke up and he had that song, I'm through with love, I'll never love again. You remember that? He was heartbroken, right? Well, see, uh, too many of you may be singing that song and you're through with love, you'll never love again, so you're going to spend the rest of your life alone and miserable because you're past. Your past experiences shouldn't determine your future. Are you with me? Right? Okay. Jesus says, listen, if your hand is on the plow, but your eyes are looking backward, then you're not fit for the kingdom of and God. And he's using something they know about. Some of you all have never been behind a plow. When you're behind, you got to keep straight in those roads. You can't be looking backwards. And so he said, once you get to the plow, once you get in church and you get saved and, and once you get into the marriage institution and the family institution, you can't be looking backwards. There are people in here that will tell you that's, that did struggle. They're not struggling now. They're, they used to have an addiction. They ain't looking back here. You see, we all know what's her name. I can't think of her name. Uh, uh, Lot's wife. What happened to Lot's wife? She turned around and looked back. And they don't know why she turned around and looked back. They just know she did turn around and look back. Some say somebody called her name. Mm -hmm. And she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Yeah. We don't look back. There's nothing back there. I used to be able to run fast. Now I'm barely trying to walk fast. What will happen if I try to run fast again like I used to, there's going to be some hamstrings pulled, <laughs> some quads pulled, some bones right. aching, yeah. some gin, been gay. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. 
You see? Because that was past. Okay? Now from the Passion. Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past? And he's asking, the question is, why do you keep looking back to your past? Why? That's the question everybody's got to ask themselves in here. Why do you keep looking back to your past? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? And having second thoughts about following me. And he says, now you've got second thoughts about following me. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to those guys because he's trying to warn them. He's saying, if you're going to follow me, he says, now listen to me. He says, why? Do you? They must have been looking to their past. Mm-hmm. They were looking back. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You don't need to look back anymore. I'm here now. Look forward. That's right. Okay. When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. He said, when you turn back, you're useless to God's kingdom realm. You can't be a spiritual man looking back after your yesterday. You can't be a spiritual woman looking back who you used to be. You're looking to Jesus now. You see? That's right. And again from the message, Jesus says, no procrastination. And I hate this word, but I got to do it. There's one thing that I cannot stand is a person that's procrastinating all the time. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Well, just wait till tomorrow. I'm going to do it next year. Well, when my birthday comes, I'm going to go to church when I get myself together. You see? Don't procrastinate. It needs to be done today. Your life needs to be done today and it needs to get started today. You see, there are people in here. Look what you did do. What did your did do? It's got anything to do with your future. You see, you all probably don't know it, but I've been two-time national champion in the Masters. That was great in the physical. I'll never be national champion in the Masters or seniors again because I ain't trying to do all that. But get my future is be a national champion as a man, God man. You see, see, you see, running after those physical medals and all that stuff was okay back then. Now it's time to get spiritual and run to please Jesus Christ with your life. Right. All right, here we go. So again, no procrastination, mm-hmm. no delaying or postponing something. Don't, don't delay and postpone things, get it done. There's a lot of people, now everybody doesn't need to do this, some people need to do this. One of the big things that's gonna happen, I'm hearing with a lot of students are going to skip this semester because of the virus. A lot of students is gonna say, no, I'm gonna skip this semester. Brother Trevor, they're going to skip this semester and wait till the next semester. Mm-hmm. Half of those kids will never go to college again. Because once you get stagnant, it's hard to get started again. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And also on procrastination, we don't want to move or act slowly or become lazy as to fall behind. So what happens is you procrastinate, you get, it's easy, you start getting lazy. Have you ever said, I'll do this tomorrow? Well, I, well, I'll wait till the weekend. Amen. Now you done got lazy. And you can't cut the lawn, you need a weed eater. That's right. The grass don't stop growing because you lazy. That's right. Huh? All right. Jesus says, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. He says, don't look backwards. You can't put God's kingdom up till tomorrow. It's about being a spiritual man right now. You young men and young women in here, you need to get this. Mm -hmm. You need to get it now. I look at what's going on in this country now. How many young people didn't get saved? Mm -hmm. This done got murdered. 
didn't get this. Are y'all with me? They put it off and didn't get a chance. You got to do it now. That's what this message is. Jesus is telling us. You don't have time to wait. Your time is now. And as we said a while ago, live in the what? Live in the now. Okay. Whereas Jesus puts it, seize the day. We got to seize today. Guess what? The best time of your life ought to be today. The best time of your life ought to be right now. All right? I've seen a lot of young people waste energy and time in their life acting a fool. This is for the young folks' sermon. That's why we say families. Wasting all that time acting a fool. And then guess what? You can't catch back up. You see, God has a plan. You see, and you ain't the only one that can do the job. That's right. You see? I remember when this, this couple wanted the house that I live in to this day. And uh, we were there. We came in because it, it, it all got together at the same time. We were there, and they were there. And, uh, you know, you have a very nice house. And so we were there, and they were there at the same time. And they really liked it. And when they left, the husband and the wife were talking about, yeah, we need to do this. We need to, we need to make a call, uh, uh, and, 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 and this would be a good purchase for us. And I heard them. <laughs> then we were second. And I said, we'll take it. Right then on the spot. So they lost the house. They were there first in the physical. Huh? But they weren't there first in the spiritual. So the, I'm taking it this way that the spirit was telling me, you better do this now because I won't be here tomorrow. So I could have procrastinated. I wouldn't be living in the neighborhood now that I live in. And they would have been living in a house instead of me. But if it's God giving my house, God gave that house to me. He wanted me to be in that house. It ain't no time to procrastinate. You need to do it now because tomorrow somebody else is going to make a bid. Are you with me? All right. Am I doing all right? Now, Paul tells us in Philippians 3, verse 12 through 14 from the message, I'm not saying that I have all this together. And, and this is Paul talking like I would tell you all. I'm not saying that I have it all together. That I have it made. That I have it made. I'm not telling you that, but here's what I'm telling you. But I am well on my way. But I'm well on my way. Mm-hmm. How many of you trust me? I want you to repeat after me. I am well. I am well. On my way. On my way. That's what, so that means you have today. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing back here. It's today. All right? That's right. Reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. I'm reaching out for Christ who has wondrously reached out for me. It used to be things, but I'm right, reaching out for Christ. That's right. He reached out for me and I'm reaching out for him. Yeah. Keep going. I love this. All right? Then he says, friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. And this is Paul talking. He says, now don't, he said, don't get me wrong. He didn't count himself an expert of all this. Mm-hmm. But here's what he did know. But I've got my eye on the goal. He said, I got my eye on the goal. Right. God has blessed us a life of abundance. Yeah. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says what? That's what he says. So I got my life forced on life and life more abundantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can't wait. I can't wait, Sister Kim. There's more? I'm living good. And then there's more, Brother Travis? There's more? That's what it says. See, I remember years ago, there used to be a commercial, and McDonald's had a commercial, and this little boy's father had promised him to take him to McDonald's. And in the commercial, they're in the car, and they're doing something, and the little boy said, Dad, you promised me, you promised me we go back to McDonald's. You promised me, you promised me. Yes, you did. You promised me, you did. You promised me. He was calling his dad out. God, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you promised me, you promised me that I'd have peace in my life and I could live a life more abundantly, that I could have joy, unspeakable joy. You promised me, you promised me, you promised me. See what I'm saying? I'm living on his promises. I'm living on his promises. You know, there was a time, there's things that happened in my life and I said, it can't get any better than this. And guess what? It got better. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it to get better, Sister Cozy, than this. Because he promised me that. All right? The goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. God is doing this. Jesus promised you life and life more abundantly. Go, go, to, go Jesus' way. And get that life and life more abundant. Now, can I say this? And don't everybody get all mad and want to quit the church and all this kind of stuff, right? African Americans, we need to learn how to live a life and a life more abundant. We need to get away from all them poor songs, poor me, poor me, that songs, and we sing them in church, and start saying joy, unspeakable joy. I'm gonna live a life of joy and unspeakable joy. I'm gonna live a life of abundance. I'm gonna live a life of being healthy, spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. We're going to live, we ain't reading the papers, we're gonna live the highest quality life that God has for us. And what God has for us, no man can take from us. You see, live life, start looking forward. To a greater life. What are you doing? Okay. Do you know what a community garden is? That means anybody in the, in the community can go in the garden. And pick fruit and vegetables from the garden. Well, life is a community garden. Go out there and start picking some of the good fruit out of life. That's what we need to do. All right, here we go. Then Paul says, I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. And Paul says, I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Man, it is good to feel good about feeling good and I'm running this Christian life and I will never turn back to that old life because I've been born again. I'm a new creature in Christ and I'm running towards Jesus. That's right. Because of his promises. And there's only two things God can't do is lie and fail. Live on his promises. I want you all to go out of here today when you're with your families and go out, start enjoying y'all's life. Turn the news off. Same thing and everything. You see? What, what do you care if the president wears a mask or not? He ain't coming to your house. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? Yes. Turn that mess off when you get home and put something funny on or, or just sit and talk to each other and do some laughter and have some joy in your family and enjoy your lives. That's right. It costs nothing yes. to enjoy each other. And some of you may have had some problems with each other. 
put it back here. You see, I didn't treat you, sweetheart, like I should have treated you. But today's a new day. Everybody's scared to say amen to that because they're afraid somebody's <laughs> going to think they done something wrong. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now we're going to turn to And we can say that to everybody in here can say that to each other. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Now we're going to turn to Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20 from the voice. My son and daughters, pay attention to all the words I am telling you. And this is me talking to you. Y'all, me, your spiritual father in here. This is a proverb. This is what fathers need to tell their sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. I'm being the father telling you this. You need to tell your sons and daughters this. Okay? Lean in closer. He said, come here, lean in closely and hear what I got to say. That's right. The Bible says, lean in here and hear all I've got to say. That's right. Sometimes you kids in here need to listen to your parents. Don't take your mask off. You say you need to, you need to listen in here and hear what somebody's telling you. Lean in. My mother used to say, are you listening to me? And then the second thing says, but do you hear me? Some of y'all old for too. Listen and hear what I'm saying. Keep them before you. Meditate on them. So keep them before you and meditate on them. Yeah. Think about it. Pray about it. Yeah. Meditate on it. And set them safely in your heart. For those who discover them, they are life. When you just, it, it gives you life. Mm-hmm. Man, I love this. I'm giving you words today that if you listen to the words that Pastor Phil has given you, these words that God has given me through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is speaking through me, giving you, he said it's going to give you life. He says you need to discover life. There's a lot of people living, but they don't have life. That's right. And they bring I call them a live corpse. That's right. Life! And life more abundantly. All right? And they will bring wholeness and healing to your body. And it'll bring wholeness and healing to your body. A lot of people are sick in the body, but the body's not the problem. They don't have this, the stress and the anxiety that's killing them. But if you get the word of God and put the word of God where it's supposed to be, your body will be whole. And, and that sickness that was in your body, which was a, type of sin, you'll be healthy. Right. Keep going, please. And in verse 23, above all else, Watch over your heart. It said, above all else, watch over your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. There's many people, and especially young people, you remember how many times, some of you older people know, how many times you didn't guard your heart? How many times you were in love? And with the wrong person? And sometimes people were in love with you, and you was the wrong person? They didn't guard their heart. The Bible says guard your heart. It says that for a reason. It says guard your heart. That's right. Because see, if a person can get, break your heart or weaken your heart, you see, I hate that when some of the songs that they be saying, I'm going to give my heart to you. Are you kidding me? I had a broken heart. Well, if you had a broken heart, then you gave your heart to a broken person. Because a healthy person don't want a broken heart. That's right. And God doesn't give you a broken heart. Right. 
He gives you a healthy heart. That's right. Guard it. That's right. So not only watch over your heart, but diligently guard it. It says diligently guard it. Guard your heart. Is this who God would have me to have in my life? Is this the job God would have me to have? Am I doing the right thing with my siblings, my brothers and sisters? Husband and wives, ask yourself, are you guarding your heart and your relationship? He's telling you to do that. He ain't going to do it for you. You see? Okay. And that is because from a sincere and pure heart come the good and noble things of life. From a sincere and good heart comes the what? Noble things in life. That's right. Yeah. When you're true to yourself, you're true to others, and your heart's right, life's good. Life is good. All right? And in 24, do away with any talk that twists and distorts the truth. In other words, quit lying. You see, uh, the Louis Armstrong, we call him Satch Armstrong, they used to be, uh, years ago, and there was Billy Holiday, that's years ago. Some of you people probably heard of it, but that was back in the day, even before my day. But I used to love Billy Holiday's song. They had a song, and they were talking back and forth to each other, and in the song, she calls, she calls him a liar and a cheat. She said, you a liar and you a cheat. And he said, I ain't no liar and, I'm a, and a cheat. I'm just careless with the truth. You're lying. You're lying. Okay, I want to finish up when my voice is about to go out. Am I doing all right? right. If you don't have strong families, you don't have strong communities, and you won't have strong churches. People, we ought to be sick of what we're hearing on the news. The laws cannot stop a father from killing his child in a household. It can't stop that. Bay kids getting shot in their homes. Laws can't stop that. We've got to get our hearts right. And only God can give us the direction how to do that. We ought to be tired of the broken homes and broken families. We ought to be tired of that. We've got the answer in Christ. You see, they don't need to change laws. They don't need to make laws. They need to come to the church, come to the Bible. God's got the laws and and the virtues that we need in this book. You see, I watched, I had to quit watching the news, Brother Trevor. When I, I, it was enough. When they kept showing the picture of that little girl, it was too much. It's too much. I got a grandson a little bit older than that. And I was talking to Sister Lana, and she's got a granddaughter that same age, I think. And we just, we're looking at this. We, you ought to be sick of it. And folks, we need more cops. We don't need more cops. We don't need more laws. We need more Jesus. Yes. Period. Thank you. And we need more Jesus people because Jesus people will have the right hearts. All right. That's the best I can do for you. We'll finish it up. All right. Keep your head up, your eyes straight ahead, and your focus fixed on what is in front of you. We need to keep our eyes focused. Who wants a new future? Amen. Who wants a great future? Amen. Who wants, what families want a better relationship with each other? 
Well, then what we need to get focused on what is straight ahead, keep focused on what's in front of us. And starting today, I don't care how how good your family is, start today enjoying each other. In these households, sit down with each other. I hope he doesn't mind me. I love it when Brother Roderick's family comes in and they come in together and they put the offering in. Uh, They all get together. They pray together and put the offering in. Guess that's what he's teaching his children that. I just love that. I love to see these guys come in with their children. And uh, it's incredible to see men come in with their children. I love to see that. Yeah, that's good. That's a blessing. You see, that's what's going to change the thing. They can't change it in the school system. They can't change it with laws. It's got to be changed in households. And to do that, we had to keep our eye on the prize. And that is Jesus Christ. You see? And in verse 26, take care you don't stray from the straight path. And we need to teach our, we we teach our kids by walking the same path, the straight path. Mm -hmm. They can't walk, see too many households, the mother and the fathers want to walk a crooked path, but they want the kids to walk a straight path. No, we have to walk a straight path, right? Right. The children will walk a straight path. Yes, then communities will start walking straight paths. That's right. It's all in Christ. Okay. The straight path, the way of truth, and you will safely reach the end of your road. And one day, and see, what, here's what my thing is. One of these days, I'm a, it's going to be in. I can't live forever. It's going to be in. And wow, but I made it. Mm-hmm. I made it. And I want God to say, my good and faithful servant, job well done. I made it. That's right. And it's not going to be because I'm in this pulpit. It's going to be who I was as an individual in Christ. That's right. right. And our last verse is, do not veer off course to the right or the left. Don't feel, don't, hey, wait a minute. Do not, don't get off course. Mm -hmm. He who puts his hands to the cloud, looks like right and left, you're not worthy of the king. Do not get off course. That's right. Have you ever told some of you people in there, some married folks up in here, right? Don't get off course. You said it. To death do us part. Sickness and health. For better or worse. Don't get off course. I was in a counseling session once years ago, and this couple was breaking up, okay? And I'd asked him, well, what's wrong? And she was going through some things that that's not who I married. Yeah, it was. That, yeah, that may not who you married, but that's who you made a com- that's who you made what a commitment to. That's scary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well. I'm so glad that Sister Gwen is almost like a nurse. <laughs> no, for real, she reads that stuff. I'm so glad that that she's there, and I definitely want to be her to go longer than me, because I need the nurse. She'd be in trouble. I'd have to hire one. <laughs> Oh, no, no, she has a nurse's thing. Oh, yes. It'd be the same difference. The death to his part, she would take care of me, but I'd make sure somebody's there taking care of her because right. I don't have the skills. Right. Just get that right. straight. Amen. All right, you get upset at each other? Well. Kiss and make up. Mm. All right. Most likely you're both wrong. <laughs> go, 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 go to the next thing. <laughs> And the last thing is step away from evil and leave it behind. Step away from anger. Step away, yes. 
from abuse or abusing, step away from all that. Start living right. Can we do that? That's right. Leave evil behind. You good? Yes. Repeat Amen. after me. I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm saved. Born again. Born again. A new creature in Christ. A new creature in Christ. Starting today. Starting today. My life will change. My life will change. Because I'm looking forward. Because I'm looking forward. To my future. To my future. Say amen to that. Amen. Brother Isaac is going to dismiss us. There's something I was supposed to say. Are we I think we're good. We're going to be doing this for a while. As you see, it's that many people in the other service. We, we can't have one service. We'll be too close together. We're not going to do that. It may be next year, whenever. We're going to keep it this way. Okay?